Hey everybody, welcome back to the Striking Kicks podcast. My name is Chayton and I am with... Kenzie. And we're back for episode number four, right? Number four? Uh-huh. Yeah, we're back out into our kitchen slash living room. We uh, took Our a living break. room. Yeah, our living room. Sorry. We uh, uh, changed the scenery last week back. Now we're back out. Uh, out here we brought championship chase along for uh the daytona 500 week so championship chase signed championship car had to bring him out for everybody to see um kenzie said she wanted judger and it was vetoed he'll be here next week don't worry Mm-mm. yep what's off nope. team so- thing you get a turn i get a turn yeah, I, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe. <clears throat> we'll take a vote. My vote's worth one and a half. Um, <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> All right, so we've got uh, a couple of things to talk about this weekend. Obviously, we have week, League Night. Week number six just took place uh, Wednesday last week. Tomorrow, today's Tuesday, that we're recording this. So tomorrow's League Night week seven. Week seven already. We're flying by this league night. Uh, we're yep. gonna have to try to find some extra content. Maybe take you some practice. Maybe film my league nights. Don't know how. I don't think people really want to see that. I think it'd be entertaining, but yes, we do need to do practice. Yeah, we need to practice. We got some mics too on the way. Got some nice microphones, some wireless mics. So big things popping, little things stopping here at old CB. But uh, week seven, we drilled uh, you a new ball. Another new ball. Yeah. Perks of knowing somebody. <laughs> I do know a guy. Yeah. What uh, what ball did you get? The gem. Correct. And uh, how is it different? So the two balls you have are very, very different. And for those at home who may not uh, 100% understand the difference, do you know what the difference of those two balls are? Between the two I have now and then yeah. my new one? No. Or the two? The two, the, your night road? And your gym. Oh, not my very not, first. Not one. the twelve pounder. Okay, We've, that ship sailed. Um, you have told me that it's a stronger ball, so mm-hmm. that when I throw it, it should hopefully, if I throw it right, it should hook more, right? It should. Yes, we're gonna see about that. Uh, we fall on a pretty clift house shot. Uh, for those of you who don't know 100% what that means, the house shots usually mean there's more oil in the middle than there is on the outside, which uh, creates more margin of error. You can you can miss the ball right of target, and then there's less oil there, so the ball hooks more. And if you miss the ball left of target, there's more oil there, so it hooks less. And so you have a bigger area to hit to still hit the pocket. So, But ours is very cliff, so there's a lot more oil in the middle of the lane and nothing to the right. So... Um, those situations can sometimes be even harder than if they were flat. Um, yeah, so lots of stuff on oil patterns there. But the gem is asymmetrical, low RG, lots of differential. What does that mean? Well, it just basically means it starts hooking earlier and hooks more overall. Your night road has a higher RG, less differential and symmetrical, which that means it uh, hooks later and less overall. Now, these things are dependent on a lot of different variables which one will hook more or less but in general uh the gem should hook more especially you know you don't quite have the rev rate yet 
We haven't worked on that part yet. We're just trying to be consistent so we know where the ball, the direction the ball is going in. So now uh, we want a ball that's going to want to change direction as quickly as possible uh, to help you score. Hopefully that makes makes you strike more. Fingers freaking crossed because <laughs> I think I have total of like six strikes. Yeah, yeah. League night week two dropped with Stu. Stu gave you a couple tips. We're struggling with those a little bit. You uh, made the comment that you knew kind of <laughs> what a good shot felt like, and uh, the the gap of week three and four. A lot of that came with the saltiness. Yeah. Of not knowing what a good shot felt like after you claimed to know what a good shot felt like. Well, I knew what a good shot felt like that night. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, cause I went from a low game to a higher and a higher mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with my highest being 131 still. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that night I could feel it. I could feel the, when I was throwing a bad shot or throwing it good and did everything that I was supposed to. So yeah, somewhere between week two and three that went out the window. Yep. Yep. So. I think we've kind of nailed it down to two big things. One, that's not so big as you, you walk to the left. You drift left, and then you just keep going left in a straight line. So, like, straight to left. A lot of people kind of do, they drift a little left, but they kind of walk around it. So maybe they start, and their foot starts on 15. They drift out to, they, they stop on 18, but at some point their feet are like 20. So they're, they're, they're making kind of this walk around and then pointing to the direction they're wanting to throw the ball. You just stay dead straight walk to the left. <laughs> and then the biggest issue, what I think is the ball's late. The lateness in, in, in your timing is creating you to kind of pull down from the top of the swing. And that's where that big miss left comes from. And then when you don't pull down on the top of the swing and you're just straight late, Ball goes way right. Yeah. So we were we're stuck here, uh, not knowing where the ball is going. Last week was a little better. We focused just you, you we kind of I told you to try to feel like you're walking to the right, and you just walk straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved in a little bit because I think the gutter was scared me a little bit because we're pretty close. We're we're not quite where uh, you know, if you're sliding 15, the ball's laying down. You know, nine. It's you're you're sliding 15, the ball's laying down like six, and that can be a little scary. Uh, which, you know, that'll come when we start to get into, like, knee bend at the line and, and getting the ball close to your ankle when you release it, that kind of stuff. We're not quite there yet. Uh, so we moved you in a little bit, and then the timing was a little more consistent. So we really trying to nail down you thinking one thought because uh, we can't think of nothing, so the next best thing is just one, and that is to get the ball down on time. So we did a little better if not, you know, throw, pushing it up into the air. We're yeah. just kind of kind of pushing it down in a nice flowing motion and i think that helped a little so i think the thing with that though that helped me the most is i don't know before if i was putting my other hand on the ball at all but -hmm. i've watched a lot of videos Mm -hmm. of people bowling Mm -hmm. and they always have their other hand on the ball and so in my head i'm not necessarily actually pushing it down but having that there for some reason makes me feel like i need to go down yeah yeah you kind of want to you want to kind of carry the weight should be supported in your left hand. The weight of the ball while it's sitting in your hand mm-hmm. should be supported in the left hand. So mm-hmm. maybe this is something we should have taken a look at. Uh, so it should be supported in the left hand. And then as you push away, you start the push away. And then when it gets to the point where it's time to like actually kind of drop the ball, you just 
this hand comes off and I, I maybe we didn't talk about this because you do it fairly well this hand comes off the ball it gets in the swing and you push it out of the way and you kind of already do that your, your hand is out here to balance yourself which is that's what the purpose is but so you kind of already do that but yeah the, you kind of push away and then you let go of the ball this hand comes the left hand comes out of the way and the ball falls into the swing we don't want to kind of go up we, we kind of wanted to go straight or slightly down mm-hmm. into the swing and, and make it a little more smooth so we're gonna work on it for tomorrow that's week seven the thing to work on hopefully I guess. this new ball and we're gonna have a little bit of more focus we have a more really we're just gonna pound in the the on time because when you're on time um you're not pulling down from the top and your hand is in a better position so it doesn't feel like you're grabbing it or, or dropping it straight into the ground as much as you have been uh in some of these videos where it just looks like it's almost falling off your hand or you're squeezing a little bit and it's because it's late you're really trying to get it to be on time so it's hard to do so when it's on time your hands in the right position the ball rotates more it hooks more you strike more so that's what we're going to really try to be almost to the point where it feels exaggerated that we're early we want to be as try to be early as possible so that's what we're going to work on week like week seven seven eight nine and ten four weeks left kids yeah well hopefully because week one and two on the YouTube channel, little recap. Mm-hmm. I look bad. <laughs> I don't like when I was actually bowling. I didn't feel like I looked that mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. And so I'm interested to see if I still look sure like that. Like mm-hmm. I'm very stiff. Yes, very rigid. And at the line, like you start out fairly athletic and then you like get really stiff and straight and you don't actually like bend your knees at the line or yeah or be loose so this is a good this is a good tip like a penguin (laughs) i literally do penguin um what you do bring up though other than not looking like a penguin uh to film yourself uh because what you feel is a lot of times different than what is real so uh, filming yourself, just take your cell phone out and prop it up with your shoe or something and, and film a shot and go down the lane. And uh, if you're working on something, you know, try to exaggerate it so that, you know, it's probably not going to feel great. But when you go and watch it on film, that it looks proper and, and correct. So yeah. um, and it, it'll just help you because it's hard to picture it if you don't know what it looks like at all. And you're trying to just go solely off of feel and whatever you're feeling you think is right, but it isn't doesn't look right. Uh, you'll never know unless you see it. And yeah. the only way to see it is to watch a video. And, you know, there's, I can tell you, a hundred people in the world could tell you, but you're, a lot of times, most people won't be convinced till they actually see it. So, yeah, because I feel like I look pretty cool when I'm up there, <laughs> to be honest. Cool. And I, then I, I watch that. It's so bad. <laughs> it is so bad. Um, you look good setting up. That's the thing. You look pretty athletic and good. And then, like, you take one step, push the ball up, your back starts to straighten out, your legs are dead straight, and then you, you just pop it in the ground. And it's, but I think I've gotten better yeah. from week one and two watching those videos. I think, I haven't watched the videos on those, but on the later weeks, mm-hmm. but... Hopefully, I don't look as bad as I did week one and two. Oh, I think you look better. I think you look better. Uh, so moving on to the next section, Kins, what, what do we have on our plates next episode four? Next to talk about is the PBA. PBA Springfield Open, yes. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't know, the PBA did have a show or a tournament last week. They have one going on right now. 
how did you feel about the show? Kins. Did not get to watch it. Oh. Ew. So. Didn't get to watch it? Why didn't you get to watch it? Uh, because I, I don't pay to watch. Mm. Yeah, we already pay 60 or it's more like, I think it's like 80 bucks a month for YouTube TV and all the other streaming services we have. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I uh, remembered Saturday because I think they bowled Saturday. They're not going to compete against the Super Bowl. So, yeah, they bowled Saturday. <clears throat> and uh, I was working on the computer on, on some cool things. Very cool things. I was working on the computer, um, and I was like, "Man, the PBA! What, what time's the PBA on?" So I went and searched on my YouTube TV account, FS1, FS2, Fox, the whole thing, nothing. So then I went to the PBA's website and had to dumpster dive through the PBA's website where you can't really find anything, where web pages are broken and you click on links that go nowhere. And finally found that it was a bowl stream, bowl stream, oh, bowl TV, excuse me, sorry, bowl stream, bowl TV only event. And in fact, we don't have a TV show that we'll be able to watch until the middle of March. That's the next time the it's going to be on TV. next time it'll be on TV, yes. Or available to watch without an extra streaming fee. So, yeah. Glad I don't have that problem with the MLB. <laughs> right? Like, man, I. You know, a lot of sports have some sort of extended coverage that they they pay a fee for. Golf has this. Tennis has this. A lot of other sports. NASCAR has this. Formula One. They all have something similar, but they don't completely close you out. It's the extended coverage for whatever it is, if you want to see in-car cameras. And I think even NASCAR has gone to free on this. I I don't even know if they have it. But Formula One has something similar. Golf, if you want to watch the the tournament, because they don't start like the golf tournaments during the weekdays till certain time later in the evening. So if you want to watch the morning rounds, you have to buy some sort of subscription. And, I mean, those are... It's golf, for one. It's a much bigger sport. But they don't block you out of the main content. So it's I don't get why... If you want to make people pay for qualifying, fine. If you want to make them pay for match play, fine. But the fact that there's a separate streaming service paywall that you have to go through to see the the title match, I I don't know, man. I would I I would be interested to see what their concurrent viewership is to be completely honest and um I don't know where cuz uh, USBC is a nonprofit organization, so they have to publicly display all of their records mm-hmm. uh, for the government. And I don't know where to find those at. Um, but Bowl, and I don't know how they, they probably hide Bowl TV's revenue somewhere. Don't know where in that document or, or what their revenue is, how much they pay people. This is how people knew that uh, Chad Murphy makes $375,000 a year uh, ruining bowling. <clears throat> Pretty good gig, but um, <laughs> they probably hide that somewhere. What the actual revenue is, we did a, a just a quick calculation of what if you had five thousand subscribers, which I think is realistic for professional bowling, at you know the twelve ninety nine a month or whatever it is. I, I think I did based on twelve twelve dollars a month. It's sixty thousand dollars a month at five thousand people. 
a month. So that's you know, three quarters of a million dollars a year for 5,000 subscribers. Okay, 5,000 people and that, you know, that subscribers, and that's a lot of money, right? But in the grand scheme of things, 5,000 people watching isn't that very, that's, isn't very many. No. Well, and how a many professional of those event. people are actually watching every... Right, right, exactly. So if you had everybody on at one time, 5,000 people, you know, uh, we'd love to get that number. You know, we're pretty young in this, and we don't have the PBA. We're not streaming the PBA. I, I could only imagine if Championship Bowling was responsible for streaming the PBA, what our concurrent viewership is throughout the week. But I mean, Storm Utah Open, it was... It was yeah, half solid. Yeah, it, it, it was it, we twenty three hundred at, at our peak and seventeen hundred on the average. So you know, good numbers, good numbers. I was watching this drag racing event today that uh, Cletus McFarland's a part of or whatever. So anyway, it it's not a, it's not the NHRA. It's not the top level of the sport. Ten thousand concurrent viewers on their YouTube stream. Ten thousand concurrent viewers got exposed. To some sort of amateur drag racing at to, one time do i have to pay for that no. or those nope it's free on youtube so that's a lot of money i get it okay and that could pay, pay a lot of salaries and a lot of equipment three quarters of a million dollars a year but i heard there was a lot of technical issues you know things we can't you can't necessarily control a lot of layers to this but it's just why why are we also putting we have to have something that we can watch uh, the fact that the PBA professional bowling is only on for you know 20 weeks of the year or whatever it is and we're going to be locked out for like the next three or four tournaments not even be able to watch it and I'm sorry like I've seen some of the comments like oh if you really like the game you'd pay for it if you really like the game you wouldn't make people pay if you really wanted to support the growth of the game you wouldn't make the fringe bowling fans pay because they're not going to because they already spend $80 a month on YouTube TV or probably more on direct TV. And they probably have HBO Max and they probably have Netflix and Disney Plus 12. It's $12 a month. Yeah. On top of every other streaming service I already have that I'm going to be honest with you has better content. Well, and that you literally are solely watching bowling the mm -hmm. other ones you can watch anything we can watch, watch movies tv yep. tv shows you can watch anything on youtube excellent point it, uh, i think uh disney plus is cheaper per month than bowl tv yeah i think it's only like nine bucks yeah so and get this bowl tv is only streaming the pba for 20 weeks i got disney plus the whole year of, of content like i i've heard rumblings and rumors that they're they're kind of desperate for content obviously because you're making people pay <laughs> that much you're going to need to have something to, to sell your yearly plan i know i saw somebody in there is like yeah, i only pay the monthly it's cheaper someone's like how is it cheaper is it because i cancel it in september i don't pay for the rest of the year because <laughs> there's no need to so well, if you're not getting any video content or anything, what's the point of paying? Yeah, I, you I always have those people that forget and they just continue to mm, pay whatever. Mm. But there are going to be some that, like you said, they're not going to pay for nothing. Yep. Yep. And I mean, even if there is something there, it's a tough buy, guys. We're not all made out of money, especially, you know, it, the bowling community isn't necessarily the richest community in the world. And uh, like you, I think you made a really good point that with all the other subscription services, you don't get just bowling. You get 
YouTube TV, you get NASCAR, MLB, NBA, NFL. We get all of the stuff that we could watch. Golf. Yeah, everything. And Bowl TV, you only get Bowl TV. <laughs> We're streaming 4K in here. And I bet your ass you're not seeing 4K from those cameras on that internet. Yep. <laughs> so I just don't understand. We got to have something. If there's going to be a week where the PBA is not on national television, there has to be a free option, in my opinion. There has to be a why to watch some sort of the content without having to go through a paywall. Well, and I don't follow like the PBA on social media or anything, mm. but were they like posting anything? Some things, some things. I think you'll get a kick out of this. Um, Kevin Williams from Springfield. So he's from, that's his home bowling center. Um, so they posted this, this post. And he uh, threw a shot in the end of, uh, I don't even know if they did match play for this tournament. I, it was just a bunch of qualifying games. Cut to 24 qualifying games and then cut to something and then a couple more. I don't know. It was a really janky um, tournament. Anyway, he locked up the one seed in, one of, like, in the last game. And obviously, he's, he's excited. It's his home center. He's, he's a younger kid. He's pretty boisterous and vocal about things like that. Wears his emotion on his sleeve. Got really excited and just got ripped apart in the comments. And I've heard people, oh, he's, he's acting unprofessional. He needs to sit down and bowl. Apparently, I heard rumblings that he messed somebody else's shot up in the game or something. Hmm. But the guy locked up the one seed in his hometown. Like, just imagine, like... Um. Okay. Imagine the Yankees locking up, like clenching a playoff seat at home, and they go, they <laughs> don't celebrate at they all. They do nothing. They just <laughs> could you imagine stand there? It is mind blowing to me the expectations people have on on bowlers, and then like it, it would be so awkward if they just walked out. And then just shook hands like it was a normal game. These guys are out here popping bottles when they clinch playoff berths and stuff like that. Especially if it's at home, the crowd's going nuts, and we're out here complaining about some dude in his home center. How many offices? How many times? I mean, the Yankees play eighty game or ninety games at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this guy bowls one tournament a year, and they have it. I don't know how many times they've even been to this place. They bowl one tournament, and this guy's home sound. And the odds of the guy that bowls there to also lock the one seat up, like, what is that? And you're going to complain that that he's too emotional? Well, the thing that I see, and I've gotten into a few Instagram... Uh, <laughs> some tussles. You've tussles, been in some tussles. I guess. Kenzie's pattern fair share of tussles. <laughs> um, like, I just, I don't get why you wouldn't want someone to be excited, especially if it... If that's being filmed, mm. like you want to show that what they're doing is exciting. You want people to come and watch and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you want the sport to grow, but you don't want anyone to have any emotion. You don't want them to actually care if they win or lose, because if they did care, then they're going to show emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can't do that. So we can't have them care, but we want them to continue to bowl because we want the sport to grow. And that whole sentence does not make any sense yeah, to I, me whatsoever. I, I, I find it really hard to understand. They're so contra- they contradict themselves. Like, you want the game to grow, and you know that entertainment is what 
keeps people asses in seats, right? Basketball, football, baseball, whatever. It's because it's entertaining. It's mm-hmm. not because it's boring. So if you know that entertainment sells and is sexy, and you want the sport to grow, then it has to be entertaining and sexy. And it being quiet and silent when somebody wins is not entertaining, nor is it sexy. You're not going to get people to want to do it. No. Especially, especially, just imagine, just imagine, you know, little Timmy that is 12 years old, 13, 15, whatever youth bowler, you know, gets hyped up. Remember that kid? There was, there was a post. I don't remember what. It was some youth bowlers tour. Remember? And he's hyped. He was running it out because he oh, struck yeah. to lock up his team's yeah. win. Imagine being that kid. Seeing Kevin Williams lock up the one seed and get torn apart in the comments. Would you want to keep bowling? Would you want to be a part of, of an environment that just completely rips you for doing something like that? No. And to be honest, I'm surprised Like I haven't gotten like my ass shred in <laughs> the videos that we've posted. Everyone's been pretty nice and helpful. But mm-hmm. like, it's just insane. You can't let someone just... I don't know, express like how excited they are or like they, what I've noticed in bowling is you are so in your head the whole time so that as soon as he lets that shot go, he locks it in. He can finally be like, holy shit. Like Mm -hmm. I just did that and not be in his head. He's just excited that he was that focused and got it done Mm -hmm. and Everyone's just getting pissed off in the comments. Yeah. And like, just don't, don't bowl. Like if, I don't know, you just, I, if you're next, if he did mess somebody up because someone's throwing a shot at the same time, I don't know. That's the most poshiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like if, if that, that, that to me just means that you don't take, like, it doesn't mean enough. Someone locking up the one C doesn't mean enough for you to be like, you know, that's a pretty cool moment. For you to be pissed off that somebody that you bowled at the same time that the guy bowling for the one seed locked it up and somehow messed you up. And you can't you can't take yourself out of the situation and be like, you know, that's actually a really cool moment. Maybe I should have had some more awareness and whatever. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're in your you're trying to win your game, whatever it is. But still. It's just it just blows my mind like we I almost want to pay a bonus for the most like exciting player at our events just to get people to show some emotion slop some stuff out make it seem like you care because they make good pictures and good reels and good videos people like it when it when it looks like that you care and when just the entire time that it's happening you're getting ripped apart and people saying you're unsportsmanlike this is unprofessional that's not what bowling is well if that's not what bowling is then it will certainly die if that's not what bowling is or ever will be, I can assure you it will die. I can assure you that in 15 years from now, there won't be any kids bowling because that's just not fun. They will choose other sports that they have more fun in. They, well, won't, they won't sit at a youth league and have, you know, Timmy's parents that are traditionalist bowlers say, oh, your kid really needs to dial it in, reel it in. He's at, that's too much. They won't bowl. And those parents won't have their kids bowl. They'll go to somewhere that's more fun. What were you going to say? I don't remember. You don't remember? I just wanted to finish my point. How do you not remember? Because. This guy. Oh, my gosh. We need to get some member berries. Um, this, I, I kind of wanted to touch on this, too. How much time do we have left, Kins? Eight and a half minutes. We've got a little more than that. Ten minutes. <clears throat> okay. 
I wanted to touch on this. It's been eaten at me. People, and it's not just, there, there's I, I, a kind of consensus, I guess. And if you, if you think of your point, you need to, to stop me and say what your point was. Because I'm going to ask your opinion on this too. <clears throat> People are waiting in bowling. That like, and just thinking about it now, it's like just contradictory that they want someone to come in and save bowling, but they're going to shit on them as soon as they get emotional mm-hmm. for it. Like just thinking about it now just was like, wow, this, it just makes so, no sense. These people make zero sense on themselves in so many levels. Anyway, they're waiting on like a savior to come into the sport, into the game and save us, whether that be Mookie or Jimmy. And I've spoken to Jimmy and I, it seems like he actually does care. I don't, I haven't really spoken to Mookie very much. It seems so I, I, I can't say for sure, but I have spoken to Jimmy Allen, who's involved with bowling a little bit. And it actually seems like he enjoys it. Like he actually loves to bowl, wants to get better, has a drive to get better, right? <clears throat> Which is great. But our, we just sit and wait. The bowling industry or anybody, because it doesn't have to be someone high up in the bowling industry. It doesn't have to be, it could be anybody in bowling. We just sit and kind of wait for someone to come save us. Tiger Woods did not come from outside of golf and play. He was not a basketball star. It wasn't Michael Jordan and then started playing golf and save golf and completely changed the sport. He was a golfer from when he was born. He was on talk shows at six years old, four years old, talking about golf. He wasn't from outside the sport and changed it. Whatever people think the savior is going to be, whether it be Mookie, Jimmy, anybody else, I just don't understand what you think... What do you want them to do, right? What If they come in, if Mookie somehow gets to a point where he can make a cut, I mean, that's going to be some news, but then what? We get the exposure. We get people's eyeballs. They look at it on the news. Whatever it is, they see it, and then what? We have no plan in place to hold these people. So, in my opinion, it, no savior is ever going to be a sustainable thing like we'll get it'll honestly just hurt us to be honest because we'll see the spike in and maybe some interest and then we'll go away and we will not have captured any of these people Mm -hmm. because they're not actually interested in for the reasons you think they are they don't want a bowl league they kind of think that it's kind of a novelty like oh that's a cool talent that mookie has it's not like a bo jackson situation where this is a freak athlete the people don't think of it that way whether it's true or not they don't take it that way. And the reality is that. The reality is the truth, that people don't see it that way. And I don't think they ever will that way. We have to do it ourselves. Someone from inside already bowling needs to change. Needs to change bowling. It, it won't be someone from outside because it will never be sustainable. We need to stop sitting on our hands and waiting for someone to come save the game and grow it. We need to do it ourselves. And... That's kind of been, it's been sitting on my mind for a few days now after reading some people's tweets and, and hear some people's opinions and they want to capture these people from outside of bowling. And I just, it just irks me that like we have no accountability. We don't intrinsically see that this was our fault and we don't, we just try to do the same things we've been doing, but then we, we mask it with, well, we're going to try and do it better this time. We'll use an app instead of writing it on paper. Well, fundamentally... The ideologies and things that we have used have not grown the game. So doing them better isn't going to save anything. Bringing someone in to 
to play in the environment that has always been will not grow the sport. We've had celebrities before. It didn't do anything. It, it, it looks like a joke when Kevin Hart or LeBron James and Lil Wayne Bowl, like respect, but it, people take it as a joke. So I want to hear what, what do you think on this kids? That was my little monologue rant thing. Mm, I think what it is, is that they bring those celebrities in mm-hmm. for viewership mm-hmm. Um, increase our views for that because people want to see Mookie bowling. They sure. follow baseball. They follow Dodgers. They're old Red Sox fans, whoever they, I'm going to say something after that. So keep going. I want to make a point on that. Go ahead. And I'm cutting you off. Just Thank you. Make a mental note. Um, I lost my train of thought. You lost your train of thought again. Okay, think for a second. I'm just going to make this quick point. I didn't mean to cut you. I'm not trying to cut you off. I just want to say that I'm making a point on that. You said they want to come see Mookie Bowl. There was not really that many people in Woodland watching Mookie Bowl. But online. How could they? You you couldn't have watched him bowl at all? How how would you? I don't know. That's why Without paying a subscription... To Bowl TV, no, you would not be able to watch Mookie Betts Bowl. You can get to watch maybe an interview and one shot of him on social media, but you wouldn't be able to actually see him compete because you'd have to buy a Bowl TV subscription. And how many Dodgers fans do you think went out and bought a Bowl TV subscription? Not many, if any. <laughs> that was the point I was going to make, too. You brought up a really good point. People come, like, that's the goal, but we don't do any, like, that's my kind of, that goes off my point that we have no plan set up for when we get the attention. Now what? Well, we have this paywall that only hardcore bowlers will ever pay for. There's no free trial for it. There's no, this is a preview for it. There's nothing in place for that. So the people that we get to come to watch Mookie compete, they don't get to see anything except maybe an interview on a cell phone. Yep. You just still don't know where you're going? Cans. I'm sorry. Bruh. No one wants to just hear me rant forever. They want to hear your opinion. I was telling my opinion. I just wanted to say I have a point when you're done. I don't remember it. I'm sorry. So start over. What, what do you think about like a savior or what, what, like that type of deal? What do, you, what do you think of people waiting for that? What do you think should be done? You have to make it accessible to people that aren't diehard bowlers Mm -hmm. they like it has to be viewable for anyone to watch because someone could just come upon it afterwards um they could come upon it while it's happening live but a lot of times it's after the fact and it's getting proposed to them right on social media or suggested Mm -hmm. and that's when people are watching those kinds of things that aren't necessarily into that sport Mm -hmm. or watching something like if Mookie did something really cool and they posted like a short about it or something that's going to get their attention. They're Mm going to watch that and they're going to be like, Oh shit. Like where was the rest of this? They're going to go to the other video to see the rest. So I I was like, before you even said that, like I was going to tell you about this, like we have, we have an actual example of this, right? That Harry Schaefer clip, mm-hmm. three, three million views, more than three million views now. So semi-viral, 
People see, just imagine Mookie did that, right? And it goes semi-viral well after the fact, right? Well after the fact that it even happened that he competed. Mm-hmm. There's no, exactly like you said, the scenario where we make a viral reel, which, you know, to credit to the PBA, they, they've stepped up a little bit, I think, in, in posting about things on Instagram. Fine. You see it, then what? We have a specific example of this, right, with the Harry Schaefer clip where he picks the 2710. It's gone semi-viral, has 3 million or so views, right? Um, but when someone sees that, like, we've had comments where it's like, where can I see this, right? Mm-hmm. If your response is 1299 they're gone. They're not gonna. They're gonna subscribe. Mm-hmm. Like I and I'm not trying to sit here and say that I know everything, but I can tell you that <laughs> from experience, it's hard to get people to buy things. One, it's hard to sell bowling. Bowling is a hard sell. Okay, at any level, whether it's merch, whether it's just us trying to grab your entertainment, actually taking money from something. Bowling is hard to sell to the general public, to sponsors, whatever it is, bowling's hard to sell. So if you go, you have this clip of Mookie, he bowls goods, and this is this is kind of my point. We do this social media campaign around him, or whatever it is, goes viral, then what? Right? And you, you hit the nail on the head. There's nowhere for them to go. There's nowhere, because mm-hmm. people aren't readily available. Like you said, they they don't maybe they don't have the time right now to watch the live stream. We are we we ended I think our stream at like fifty thousand views on uh, the Storm Utah Open. It had twenty thousand views after that so far, right? Mm-hmm. Or twenty two thousand views after that. That's a significant amount of views after it happened live. So if they don't have a place to go to see that, if it's not accessible, then you've gotten their attention and you don't really have many opportunities to do so. If someone comes and they're not pleased with the experience, whether that's, I don't want to pay for this. I'm out of bowling. That's it. Like I'll see it's another bowling. They know now that to watch this, they have to pay. Now there's no reason to interact with it mm-hmm. because they, they don't want to explore it further. So we don't have very many opportunities to engage with these people. So when we do, we have to make the most of it. And we have no plan in place. Well, and right now, like, there's a lot of streamers and people who stream like their league night or even other tournaments like that we don't do. Mm-hmm. And so, and they're, they're not charging you. So you're seeing those people bowling those tournaments, but you're missing out on the professionals, the highest right? level. Right. Exactly. So, and yeah, like there's some professionals that bowl tournaments we cover. I'm sure others that mm-hmm. other people cover, um, but you're seeing two, three, four, five here and there where this is supposed to be your highest elite level players mm-hmm. in the game and 5,000 people maybe get to see it. Yeah. I don't, I don't want no haters in here that disagree. I'm sure there's people that disagree and that's yeah. fine. Don't come in here trying to quote us. We don't know this because I'm pretty yeah. sure the, the USBC doesn't make it. I would have done this. I would have pulled the numbers and known for a fact if I could find them. So if you have a link that I could find, I'm happy to take a look. So don't come in here hating and, and you can't know anything. This is actually the number. I couldn't find it. Okay. Yeah. They didn't well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter a number, to be honest, because if if you're trying to grow something, 
then you need people that are outside of the sport and people outside of the sport are not going to pay just to have a subscription to that. Yeah. Uh, objectively at a fundamental level, there's an issue with it. What the, 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 you're right. hundred percent right. The numbers don't matter. It doesn't matter if it's 5,000, if it's 10,000, a hundred thousand, it just isn't going to grow in the game. No, because those are only the, only the people that are going to, and, and we, I know we keep beating this like a dead horse, but I, I truly believe that it's one of the, the toughest things like you want to get people into the game, but you don't show them the game. We show them clips of the game or the that, best in the game. So I, I exactly. So I, I, uh, maybe a good analogy that we kind of use for our YouTube channel, our shorts are like an introduction to us mm-hmm. because they get a lot of reach comparatively to other forms of content, reels, TikToks, all of that stuff is, is just a branch out an introduction to what we have to to offer and the people that get a following have other videos other things other than just that that 10 second clip of what this game is about right lance hill doesn't go has a hundred thousand followers for no reason he didn't make one viral video it's because constantly he's put the work in to make so many videos connected with his niche and, and, and his fan base and it's grown quite a bit and the same, we see the same thing for all the other successful tiktokers well, instagrammers just, whatever it is yeah consistency like janelle every wednesday mm-hmm. goes live on leak for her league night mm-hmm. talks to the chat and everything engages with them so they feel like connected so she's going to grow following that way lance had some videos do really mm-hmm. well and he's consistently putting them out right um same thing there's just there's yep. a few people whether it's instagram tiktok whatever there's different people that are consistently doing those things to help grow the game. And they're bringing in all kinds of new people because mm-hmm. they're reaching that broad of an audience. Exactly. So those, those viral videos reach out to these people and it gets them interested. And then they've done the work to have a base for them to, to connect to further. They come to the page, they watch this viral video. Oh, that's cool. I kind of like bowling click on that profile and now they get to see all this content, all the things that Lance, Janelle, whoever it is, Chad on Instagram, whatever, whoever it is, mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. All the rest of it. The PBA has the branch and then nothing. Yeah. You could say they have the TV show, but there's so much more to the game than just the TV show than the, than the top five step ladder. Like the only reason we even have, I feel like a top five step ladder is for TV. So we could take up an hour and a half of time because the rest of it, the, the TV stations aren't willing to give us enough time, as much time as golf or NASCAR. So we don't get to have qualifying or all of the other match plays. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, obviously based take it. I'm, I'm biased on this subject. Bowling is a participatory sport, unlike NASCAR, NBA, NFL, any of the other big, the big three sports. Those aren't participatory sports. Bowling is a participatory sport. So the way we're going to grow bowling um, is to get people to bowl, and then they will watch bowling. Because I don't know if they will necessarily watch bowling unless they bowl. Yeah. Because you just will never have an understanding of the difficulty of the game or what it takes to be great, any of these things. And I mean, that's just good for everybody, right? It, it's an advantage that we have that it's participatory because then the ball companies make money, the bowling centers make money. If more people bowl, everybody involved makes money, right? Like there's just not a lot of options to play football 
and then the people that make footballs, the people that do that kind of stuff, they don't make money because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of people that actually play football. But when more people bowl, they're not going to bowl PBA events, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm biased because this is what we do. But the PPA's model obviously works because, again, pickleball is also a participatory sport, right? And I think the basis is like, you know, for older people, you know, tennis is a little taxing on the body, so they drink the court down and play with a wiffle ball. Whatever, whatever. I'm probably saying that wrong. Don't. There's a pickleball elitist out there. Don't roast me on this. But anyway, <laughs> it's a participatory sport is, is the basis that I'm trying to make here. And so is bowling. Amateurs play with the professionals. That's kind of the route that we're, we're trying to, to get here moving forward and stuff like that. Like ours are amateur tournaments that professionals play in. I know a lot of people complain about it. Uh, we're not big enough yet to have separate divisions like the PPA does. But what we're doing is showing the people that maybe have an interest in bowling what they would do. The, 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 if they want to get to the PBA, well, first you probably need to bowl something like this. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, eventually we'd just want them to bowl more tournaments. But... um. I feel like because bowling is participatory, we are showing the events that they could actually participate in, like where they're going to start. Why is it exciting? Why should I want to come out and, and try to get better, bowl our events? We, like we've, we've built, we use our reels and our reach and those viral clips to bring people in when they click on our YouTube channel and we have tutorials, we have your league night videos now, we have this podcast, we have the live streamed tournaments with some pretty damn good endings, some good action through it. I try to engage with the, mm-hmm. the audience as much as possible. So, I mean, that's not to toot my own horn, but if you watch the live stream, you click on a part where I'm interacting with the audience, does that not make you want to maybe try to tune in live? If you have a specific question you want to ask me? Yeah. So, I don't know. There's, there's... I think one thing, and we've talked about it before, I think one thing bowling needs to get rid of is the idea that it's not cool to have amateurs and pros play together yeah because why like you should want a professional to Mm. help an amateur maybe see something differently to where maybe like they were in the same position at one point and they started doing something else and that helped with their swing or whatever Mm. and then they get better Mm. so like i don't i don't get why you guys are always like, we don't guys. have a, you, we don't have a separate Hey-o. a separate thing for the pros and the amateurs. I think that that's something you should embrace. It's really cool that amateurs yeah. get to bowl and learn mm-hmm. from professionals that are bowling in the same tournament as them. Yeah, I I hear you. Don't you guys me? Don't you guys me? You're a bowler. Jeez. You're you're part of the the you guys. Anyway, um, you you make up a really good point. I think the issue lies in the fact that it's about money. I get that. And and no other no other sport where the amateurs bowl for money. So I personally take that as a good thing. Personally, I think that's a good thing for for bowl. Or at least we need to use it as a strength. Whether you think it's a good thing or a bad thing, it's different from other sports, and that's all we can kind of ask for at this point. So. I think that's where that issue lies. People get salty because they didn't make money because a pro beat them, but you kind of should be like, could you imagine, could you imagine, right, playing against LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Aaron Judge, whatever it is, even if it was for money, like you put a thousand, I don't even, does, I can, there's not even a way to do it. 
like I'm trying to explain a, a, some type of event where you could pay a, a buy-in to play against Aaron Judge doesn't even exist. But could you imagine having to do that and just getting torched by, by Aaron Judge? But you got to play with him? You got to play yeah, with him? That's what I'm saying is I think that is so cool. Yeah, but it doesn't matter at that point? I wouldn't think so, oh, but I, I feel like that also, in a way makes it seem like bowlers don't think their professionals are as good. Oh, okay. That's a pretty good point. Hot that's take. actually, no, I don't think that, <laughs> that may be a hot take, but I think that's an actually excellent, excellent point because we, we preach, you know, we don't take our, if we don't take ourselves serious, non-bowlers, our audience won't, cer- certainly won't take ourselves. If we don't take ourselves serious, they won't. Yeah. So if bowlers don't treat professionals as professionals. How are you expecting someone who doesn't bowl yep. to treat them that way? To treat way? them as a professional. That's actually an extremely good point. I don't know if that's a hot take. <laughs> that might be a hot take to other people, but that is some facts if I've ever heard it. Because you're right. Like when you hear, just imagine being a new bowler, right? A new bowler. You're, I'm going to bowl my first event. And you hear Sean Rash is going to bowl that event. Okay, and you go into the discussion. You want to sign up. It's on Facebook or something, and you see the comments. Why is Sean Rash allowed to bowl? This is ridiculous. How I don't want to bowl with Sean Rash. Could you, like, just not like you're so excited the fact that you get to bowl a tournament with another professional, and then it's just full of people complaining about it. Like I don't get uh, it. Maybe not the first time that it happens. Do you start to think maybe these guys like aren't professional or whatever? But after a while, you know, you have to start questioning. Like, if these people don't think of them as professionals or respect them as professionals, I guess. Why should I? Like ah. you, I mean, they're professional. You should expect them to beat you. Mm-hmm. I, right. I mean, and, and I, I mean, they, they don't all the time. Mm-hmm. Like there were a lot of professionals at the storm Utah open mm-hmm. and none of them won, mm-hmm. but like if they do win, you should be happy. Like yeah, you should, you should be giving them the credit because they're a professional of the sport that yeah, you are not, in. Not, not coming like a professional shouldn't be allowed to bowl. Okay, pal, <laughs> you you should just be you should just be happy. And I don't want to say like grateful and like you 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 uh, you don't have like you don't have the right to be upset. Like you should be grateful that you have the uh, opportunity or what? What's the word I'm looking for? The privilege. You shouldn't feel you know they have a, a privilege, um, like. But you, you kind of should. Like you should. Yeah. You should be privileged that other sports have no option that's similar to this, unless you know you have some some story behind you where you get to meet a professional athlete. But other than that, you're not going to play with Patrick Mahomes. I think bowlers just like to throw a pity party, and they <laughs> like to be picked on. It's true. Like it's true. From just like learning certain things throughout the last few years, it's just always poor me, pick on me. This, this, and this. Yeah. So yeah, that you, you, Kenzie, with some fire points <laughs> tonight. These are these are good, but I think that comes back to the savior point that they're just poor pick on me. But then we want we just that, like we're just we're we are going to say that and continue to sit on our asses and hope someone comes like, and saves you. Me. You want to be as good as the NFL, NASCAR, MLB, NBA, whatever, but you're not willing to change anything Mm. to be like them like literally the last year or two mlb's slogan was let the kids play 
mm-hmm. because they're all getting excited. They're bat doing flipping. their bat flips, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And all these old farts are getting mad. But like, what's going to grow the game? Them just sitting there hitting the ball, doing nothing, not excited for a home run, not excited for a base hit, mm-hmm. not excited for a, a game winning double, anything like that. You, you would expect them to be excited and yeah yeah i you may i'm we'll, we'll end on this because this this is a little drawn out <laughs> you've made some ex- excellent excellent points and um you know we as as championship bowling bowling in general whatever the media companies we we sell our we sell we sell your we sell our entertainment with the currency of your time right we are selling entertainment and you are purchasing it with your time. And if our product isn't entertaining, you won't give us our time because there's plenty of other thing, entertaining things. It's not, we're not competing against the PBA. I don't see it that way. We're competing against every single other media outlet that you could potentially be watching at any given time. And our goal is to be more enter- entertaining than they are, whoever that may be. We sell entertainment. It's no, no one could give rats how hard the pattern is or whatever if they're not super hardcore bowlers no none of that shit matters is it entertaining and worth my time that is the only thing that we are selling and if it's not worth somebody's time (laughs) there are thousands of other options to invest in so your time or money mm -hmm. either exactly which is half the time your time is more valuable yeah, than your money. Yeah, your time is very valuable, especially because there's so much out there mm-hmm. that you can put your time towards. Exactly. So. So we'll end on that. We sell entertainment. And if the product isn't entertaining, then people won't watch. Other sports obviously get it. Golf gets it. MLB gets it. The NBA gets it. Everybody gets it except bowling. We say we get it, but then we do nothing to change. So, guys... What a discussion, Kens. Episode four of the Striking Kicks podcast. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that discussion. Let us know. I, th- I think we're going to try to have a guest the next episode. I think we're going to try to have a guest the next episode. Uh, head on over to championship-bowling.com. We have some surprises there that haven't been announced yet. So The, the, the little fun- Easter eggs you could find. Yep. They're there. It's there already. It's ready to roll. I, I, it's done. Done deal. We just haven't announced it yet. We'll obviously have a press release at some point. But you want to be early on the train, www.championship-bowling.com. And if you have any guesses on who will be the guest, well, the special guest, special guest yeah, yeah um, you can put that in the comments too. Yep. Or who you'd like to see. Yes. Guys, As I it's eat been, the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good one, guys. It's a good conversation. We're going to have more of these, I guarantee you. Uh, we're willing to change. We're not waiting for a savior. We're not going to wait for Mookie Betts to bowl our tournaments or Jimmy Allen. Which Even would, though that would be very would cool. Be cool. We're not going to wait for it, though, and just hope that it happens. We're doing things to make it happen. So with that said, Kenzie, happy Valentine's Day. Thanks. And we'll see you guys on episode five of the Striking Kicks podcast. Bye, guys.